But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Right. Welcome. What? I said we're all right. No, you're all right. No. I'm not all right. I'm not well. Welcome, everybody, to the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the Chop Studios right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is reluctantly Sturch. Reluctantly Gooch. Rob's got some optimism for some reason. Don't know why. We'll figure that out in a little bit. Uh, but here we are on our first Monday after week one, and I'm here to tell you guys that, I mean, listen, I'm here, right? I, I didn't pull the whole, like, eh, my, you know, my stomach hurts, I can't make it to school today. That, I used to do that a lot as a kid. I used to not go to school when the Cowboys lost because I knew I was going to hear it. But I have a job to do, and that's where we're here, right? We're here, we're doing jobs, it's Gotta, all good. Time to take a little bit of the medicine, Take Dave. a little medicine, have we'll to be okay. Everything one. is going to be just fine everybody calm down no it's really not going to be fine dallas we'll get into it uh but if you'd like to support job sports please do so please fund our our, our lonely accounts right now uh by getting on over to patreon.com forward slash chop sports three five ten dollar increments are the way to do it uh gucci got a break buds coming up this week right thursday yeah there's a break buds on thursday okay. um Definitely one on Thursday, and then I'm not sure if Joe's doing one tomorrow. I think he's got one tomorrow, but this is an eBay one. The Break Buds Thursday is going to be the uh, the memorabilia stuff. So, yeah, cards on Tuesday, memorabilia on Thursday. Sounds like a plan. Uh, good morning to the chat, everybody involved right now. Um, Harub, I knew he would be one of the first ones in here. I know he was itching for this one. Uh, Jimmy, even Jimmy Palumbo's uh, enjoying some some life in all and of his victory teams. Monday for victory some, Monday for a lot all. of people. A victory I Monday mean. for fifteen. Teams, you know, like yeah. 50, I wanna, somebody, well, actually, no, that's not right, because we had some fucking ties <laughs> all of a sudden, and, 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 which is the worst, by the way, the ties are the worst. Um, my power, <laughs> so look, we all know, we know statistically, and put up uh, an overlay, uh, Rob. Oh, my bad. It's all good. Um, we know, as a company, and as a as a, uh, a show that we've been doing this every day, we know the highest rated and viewed shows are the ones that me and you are in peril. And that's and it just so happens that we get to both be in peril on the same day, but one a little bit more peril than the other. Gooch, there is a rundown. There is a little stuff to get to before the NFL because if you guys also, if you're UFC fans, big stuff happening over the weekend. It happened all Friday when we got the, the shakeup. So get into that, and then we'll get into all the garbage that is known as the NFL Week yeah. 1. There was other sports that went down. I'll start with the college football. I'm not going to touch on all the games. Just going to mention that the Texas quarterback, Quinn Ewers, I believe is how yep. you pronounce his name, out five weeks. Um, I know that. Did Texas cover? They lost by one. So they I lost assume. by one, so they were getting 21 and a half. Or hook them. Like so hook them. hit that bet. You, there was Moral a bad victory. I hit that bet. Moral victory for Texas, but it is not a good situation. Quarterback out. Um, TJ Watt, I know we didn't. We'll, we'll touch on the NFL later. TJ Watt might be done for a little bit. Torn pack is the, out for the year. I don't know what the prognosis is. I don't think that they released anything. They're the fearing MRI, of a torn pack. fearing if that he might be done. If his whole pack is purple, then there's there's some terrorism. Wild going on game there. in that one. And that was a crazy finish that. in that game. <laughs> um, obviously, everybody sport. knows about the Dak situation. Dave kind of touched on it a little bit. 
Keeping it in the NFL as we transition into combat sports, Le'Veon Bell knocked out Adrian Peterson <laughs> this weekend. Put him, starched him. And I just want to say, obviously, everybody has probably seen it make its rounds on social media, but I don't know if anybody follows Ghetto Gronk yet, but you should be because mm, that is the, a good the scroll of memes regarding Adrian Peterson beating his son and then <laughs> subsequently getting coming, beat though. by Le'Veon Bell, the memes are, are just can't miss. The best one is, do you know there's that bar that's filled and there's like people watching all the big screens. Yes, and, the, and, and then, then something happens said, and they all oh, go yeah. nuts. And it was like the the caption read, um, "Adrian Peterson's family as he watch as they watch <laughs> Le'Veon Bell knock out." <laughs> their See, that's good. That is good. And it was just the whole crowd going crazy. That is so, very good. Great stuff there. Le'Veon Bell looked pretty good. I know that is not really anything. Yeah, to, he fought another football player, but yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but Le'Veon Bell did look look good, and he did knock the snot out of AP quite literally. Yeah. Um, so. I'm going to kill everyone, Allahu Akbar. <laughs> that's not me, I promise. And that's that's Kamzat Shemaev about three minutes before the beginning of 9-11. So in his post-fight presser, Kamzat Shemaev, I honestly think that this guy, if it wasn't for the UFC or or combat sports, he actually would be a terrorist or a murderer. I, um, I fully believe that. Agree. everything, every fiber of my being, maybe not the terrorist part, but murderer part, 100%. Oh, yeah. This guy just doesn't have any uh, off switch. He missed weight by eight pounds, told the crowd Why, to go fuck though? themselves. I knew Look, you'd know the answer. His bullshit, Why? Was excuse, his bullshit excuse was that a doctor shut him down at like 8 a.m. Or, or 5 a.m. the night before while he was cutting weight. First of all, if you're in bed, that's all bullshit. Because if you remember maybe like a couple months back, there was Aspen Ladd. The girl fainted on the scale and her coaches were like holding her up. The doctors don't stop you from cutting no, weight like that. Not when you got to make money. Unless you have money. a serious medical issue happening, which there was no oh, word of so that. He, this guy just doesn't give a fuck, but I will say this. You think he didn't want to fight Diaz? No, I don't, I don't think he, he'll fight anybody. No, I know I'll that, say that. Why? I just didn't understand why. Um, lack of professionalism, and Diaz said it best. He's mm -hmm. like, he's a minor leaguer. He could fight good, but he's a minor leaguer in the big leagues. He doesn't know how to act as a professional. He was... Worrying about he got into like seven fights all week. It's very yeah. Connor esque. Show up, like give the guy a little out. bit of money, and he doesn't know how to act no more. Shout out to Joe Rogan for pressing him yeah. after the post fight interview yeah. was oh. great. Rogan definitely pressed him. Uh, Rogan, I felt like Rogan might get the shit beat out of him <laughs> after the way he was grabbing the mic. But you know, Rogan could at least maybe handle himself to not get killed. But <laughs> maybe um, Kamzat's a piece of shit, but he is a scary guy and. As much as I don't like him, and I don't think anybody's going to like this guy, but it's total disrespect to the sport, oh, bro. But he is playing the heel role, like a one, a plus, no, I love plus, it. plus. I just heel. didn't understand why people are going to tune in to see this guy fight every single time because of this freak show that he's becoming. But look, it's violence, it's chaos. I'm here. You for think all anybody of that. can beat him? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, bro. Like first now's of all, now's the time, Colby. Save first us. of all, first of all, Colby might. Who do you think? I think he's. I don't think you're going to see Kamzat at at welterweight anymore. At least until he can. How prove can it. this guy potentially? How can this he's guy have to actually, fight at middleweight? Well, actually, like be considered to main event as a title contender well, with with I mean, Dana White's could be like, Khabib, well, Khabib missed weight by five pounds in a title fight against Tony with the whole tiramisu thing, and then he ended up being able to actually make the weight. But there was a real medical issue in that one. I don't know that Kamzat situation is the same as Khabib's. And um, Who save us, Usman. Imagine? But I, I think that as you see, first of all, Kamazad almost got beat by Gilbert Burns. That was a great fight. I mean, he was he weathered the storm. He was he showed a lot of toughness in it. But as he moves up and fights bigger guys, it's not going to all be the same. You're not no. going to bully people around. And Holland fucked up. He went for the handshake. Kamazad faked the handshake and double legged him right away. Very prick easy. move. Prick move. But <laughs> it's, it's, look, it's prick. Game, I don't bro. like it. But I, look, this is a fight. At the end of the day, you could call it a sport. It's a fight. 
you guys fought backstage. Yesterday. Yeah, I don't know what he's looking for the high yesterday. five for. Like, hey, you I was expecting him. Everything's to gonna be, be fine. Like, the, no. guys in, the guy literally said he wanted to kill everybody. Allahu Akbar. <sighs> School. All right, get your boy. Enough <laughs> of fucking enough. Enough football. Oh, do we have to? All right. So week one comes and goes. We got one more on the docket tonight. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But we start with the obvious, the last game that on everybody's minds last night. The Dallas Cowboys decide to not show up on a big stage. Stop me if you heard that before. Um, but the more important thing that came out of this game is the fact that Dak Prescott has broken a bone above his thumb. He'll miss six to eight weeks. He needs surgery. So it's doom and gloom right away in Dallas. Um, they put themselves in this position. They did not have anybody to throw to. There is nobody out there. CeeDee Lamb is on an island. Like, he's by himself, man. He's by himself. And they have no other talent around him um, that is worth respect. And what I'm saying by that is nobody's going to sit there and, like, go, like, nut up with Noah Brown. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to do that with Simi Fajoko. It's just not It's just not going to happen. And the Cowboys came out there and laid an absolute egg. Now, what people will say is that all of this garbage was happening as Dak Prescott was in the football game, right? Dak Prescott played piss poor football, right? His quarterback rating was 47.2, I believe, before he got hurt. Um, the decisions were bad. His, his, his progressions were bad. Everything about Dak Prescott was bad. So here's, here's what I'm going to say right now on this show as everybody's watching, right? I have gone to bat for Dak for as long as his existence. I think he's a phenomenal person. He's fought through adversity as far as injuries, mental health, everything. Dak Prescott, the person, is an incredible human being. Dak Prescott, the quarterback, okay? Dak Prescott, the quarterback. There will be games. Now, look, this is math. There will be games he throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns. And then there will be games that he plays like last night. So what do you do with that? You take the middle. What's that middle called? The average. Dak Prescott is an average quarterback at best. I love him when he's playing great, but when he shows up like that, and don't give me the whole supporting cast thing, he's the one fluffing everybody up, talking everybody up, making sure everybody thinks uh, Kevontae Turpin, he'll be a threat. Okay, cool. He had zero offensive snaps last night. They're all. You can't sit there and say, we'll wait till Gallup gets back. Just wait. We had Gallup last year. You know, Dak Prescott... When he's playing great, he's great. But when he's playing shitty, the, the fucking wheels fall off this team. This team will live and die with the quarterback position for as long as I've been alive. You know, this is feeling very, very, very Romo-esque right now with injuries. All of a sudden, just think about this. Two years ago, it was the shoulder, the AC joint. Then it was the ankle. Then he came back and did his lat. Then he came back and hurt his calf. Now he comes out and hurts his hand. We now have, as a fan base, an injury-prone quarterback. That is way too many injuries in a short sample size. This is year seven, and we've had him healthy for like two years, maybe. And that's that's alarming. Now, what do you do, right? The the Cowboys, the Cowboys right now. You could start by firing McCarthy. Well, that's another thing. I said last week uh, during the season projections and when we were talking about this team, I said, you know, if, if this team – wants to play hard behind Mike McCarthy, that will save his job. Does this Dak Prescott injury save McCarthy again? I don't think so this time around. I think that this is like enough and, and you don't have the talent around you or the leadership. Now, Dalton Schultz has went on record today and says, this is a bad storm. You can either run away from the storm or you can run through that shit. And this locker room is ready to run through that shit. 
you can't you can't convince me that. Not with Cooper Rush. Not that 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 that's your answer behind Dak Prescott. That was your answer going into last year off an ankle injury. Now this is your answer again coming into this year, and now you, you're stuck again. Cooper Rush was a fun story when he beat Minnesota for one week. Cooper Rush is not a starting quarterback in this league. Okay. I said it last night on a podcast. I said it last night on Twitter, and I'll say it again right now. If the Dallas Cowboys don't pick up the phone and call anybody, it could be the fucking Jets' eighth-string quarterback. I don't care. If they don't address this and put some heat on Cooper Rush to Maybe be the— Mason Rudolph? I don't give a shit. It could be Mason Rudolph. Jimmy G? It, it could be Jimmy—well, Jimmy, well, Jimmy G, G will cost G, too much. Yeah. It'll be Tyler Huntley, which probably won't happen because ha- yeah, I'm, they I'm, don't know what's happening with Lamar. There's plenty of backup quarterbacks out there that are more capable to run an offense. A la, bro, I would call Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. That's a good call. I would call Cam Newton right now. You need a spark. Andy, he played yesterday for a minute. Um, It's just, it's bad. The season right now is on the brink. I won't say it's over because if they do address it. The defense played, played good. When you let up one touchdown to Tom Brady, it's pretty good. Micah Parsons is a Bend, but don't break defense. Stud, Mike, dude. Micah Parsons is and will be the best player in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball this year, without a question. And yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, good unfortunately, he's going to be on the field a lot. Micah Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh, he played great, too. Yeah, no, no. Fitzpatrick played amazing, too. He's a, he's a fucking hawk. But, even, even the one that they, they penalized him on was not a penalty. Like, what do you want him to do? But All I'm saying is the, you know, I didn't expect to come in here on September 12th and say the Dallas Cowboys season is over. But if they don't address it, you know, show me, show me where I'm lying. To wait, or what did Punk say? Yeah, right. Stop was, me when I'm telling lies. Me, yep. Because I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling lies. Like the Cowboys right now are incapable. And even when Dak Prescott was in, they were incapable. The roster they put out there, I don't know what. Maybe I look at this um this team with like like rose petal eyeglasses or some shit when the when i'm like oh they'll be fine they got this they got that zeke and pollard right you're all like oh pollard pollard was on the field two less snaps than zeke they were on the field together a lot last night nothing not effective zero then you lose your left guard on top of everything else shout out to shout out to tom brady man guy could take off six weeks still push us in the ass okay it's like no it's legitimate like tom brady is that guy. And he made a, a fantastic throw uh, to Mike Evans at the end of the game, in which I considered, not even bullshitting you, I considered that garbage time. We were down 12-3, and it felt like garbage time because of the fact that it felt like 45-3 to because we couldn't move the ball. So, like, that, the whole game was bad. It's so funny. Their first drive was really good. Like, they were driving the ball down the field, and you're like, okay, here we go. Zeke looks good. Here we go. You know, penalties. Everything just piled up. The Cowboys season is on the line right now, and now they get to host a pissed-off Bengals team next week with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. So it's like, miss me with all the, I told you, you know, don't don't try to correct me about Dak Prescott. I'm a realist. I watch the games just like everybody else. I was on the Dak train forever, okay, forever. And now it's it's hard for me to get back on that. Like, now you have to show me something, right? And I got friends, Brett Ernst, Keith Ernst yesterday texting me, that's the problem, cut him, trade him, blah, 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 blah. I said, let's be realistic for five seconds. You're not cutting Dak Prescott. You're also not trading Dak Prescott. We are stuck with Dak Prescott. Ride and die. That's it. Ride 
and die. You're, there's no way you can get rid of him. He's contracted, all this shit. I know Kyle's been banging on the desk for, you know, get rid of that contract. The contract sucks. No, no shit. I think he was saying in this in the comments now, he was like, restructure it, give him 65 yeah. mil a year. But if you restructure it now to save no, I'm just fucking around. He actually did say that though. He was being sarcastic. Um, they're really it's a tough situation. It's right a now. it's a bad situation to have. A lot of um, money in the in the beginning of the year. It, it's doom and gloom. Look, or he's going on the IR. They're saying they are going to put him on the IR. That means that he has to be out until week ten, probably. When's their his buy? his comeback game? My assumption is in Green Bay. That's where I think he's going to come back. And <laughs> where the Cowboys are going to be at that point? No idea. No idea. But guess what? I guess the NFC East is also not laying down. And we'll get into all those games. But my last thoughts about the Dallas Cowboys is Tampa Bay is a good football team. They're probably going to be in the upper echelon of the NFC. No excuse. You, you have to score points. You don't just put up three by fucking a miracle. Brett Maher hit a field goal, and I was like, oh, here comes the turn of the season because we got a kicker that can kick. All of a sudden, he maybe has gotten better. I don't know. I do have a question, Dave. If, he, if they're one in like eight when he comes back, would you rather them just not even play him? And no, go for the no, pick? no, you have to play him. He's your $40 million quarterback. You're going to play him. You're not going to sit back and... Like the season will be washed away. Yeah, you the have, problem you is have vets on that team that yeah. are in their contract. Like you just can't. You don't. You don't chalk it up some like other that. Guy that's like, oh yeah, what about me? I'm in my contract year. Right. I'm in my last year on this. I'm not playing. But you know how that stuff works. My free like, agency. Where they are like one and seven, then it'll be like, oh well, maybe something went wrong with his thing, and, now and then there's also an obligation to put know, asses man. in seats if you're just going to bench. True. And that's and that's another problem with with this Cowboys team. It's like, man, Jerry. <laughs> There's no going to bat for this guy ever again. Like, you put yourself in this situation where you're running CeeDee Lamb out there as your only option. You're running Dak Prescott there, who's one bad hit away from being out, and then Cooper Rush is your option. You're out there with Tyron Smith with no swing tackle help. He gets hurt, and now you sign Jason Peters, who isn't ready. It's like, I know for a fact that the fan base... Logical fan base members, not everybody. There's a lot of people that are like, ride or die if they win or lose, that's my squad. Like, you guys are dorks. But, like, I'm saying, like, the, the fan base that knows what the hell they're talking about, this this team, as long as Jerry and Steven are in charge, man, it is hard to think that we'll ever be a relevant football team again because they don't give a shit. When that Forbes article comes out and says the Cowboys are the richest franchise in sports, Jerry is puffing his chest out and said, I, I built that. That's my squad. I built that. We're the Dallas Cowboys. Blah, 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 blah. I don't it's think, like, I think shut he, up, Jerry. I don't think he knows what's going on. Too I don't think, anymore, right. Honestly, right. I think I, he's being informed of things after they happen. A couple days later, they're like, let's not tell him this. Like, there's shit that he doesn't even know. Probably. It's got, I mean, at, at some point, it happens to everybody. Jerry Jones, obviously, he's been, been what he's been, but, you know. All that salt on those sausage McMuffins is kind of getting to. I don't know what he's thing. talking about. I don't have Joe Burrow in that in that league, so I don't know what he's talking about there. But I, I yeah, Dak's on my bench. But I didn't. I think Joe he's Burrow. talking about. He's like, talking about fantasy. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not talking. I, I didn't draft Joe Burrow. But um, anyway, that's it for the Cowboys. I'm done with it. Let's move it on. Gooch, time for some explanation because the Vikings run out there, do their thing. Offense looked great. Uh, no answers for Jefferson. Uh, Rodgers, like I said and predicted, I said, you know, there's going to be a point where he looks fucking distraught and pissed off. And yeah, it didn't all, take long. It didn't take long at all. <laughs> and um, you sport, you, you dig, the, dig the new haircut, which, by the way, was a topic of conversation yeah, for I, no I, reason whatsoever. 
I actually do. I think dig, too. Dig the I think it looks haircut. great. Not, but it's like, but imagine, imagine that being a topic. Yeah, I'm, Good I'm, Lord. Not, I'm not a fan of that, that being a topic. I'm trying to find this fucking quote by Jair right here. I mean, they didn't even get blown out either, though. This game could have been worse than what it well, was. Well, look, look, it was really bad early. Yep. So the Packers, they did fix things a little bit in the second half, but every every inch that they got, they had to fight really, really hard for. I feel like every first down Minnesota needed, they got in all the big spots. Very alarming to me to see the way the defense lined up. They didn't really make the right adjustments. I mean, Jefferson... Killed us in the first half. Yeah. I don't know I how think he's it was, wide open I think like it, that. Wide open. Yeah, you, got a, you got a corner in Jair that it's easy, it's easy to say, oh, where's Jair? And I agree. Where is he? But I'm not putting the blame on the player because most of the situations I saw him in yesterday. Well, that's what I wasn't switches. saying. Yeah, in, no, I in the group chat, I was like, wait, me, like, where is he? Like, Believe me, I know. It's like when you have a player of that caliber who in practice all week was talking like he wanted to shadow Jefferson. And I'm not saying, look, when you cover a guy that good, He's gonna do. He's gonna do his thing. He's gonna do numbers. It doesn't he's matter who's good. covering him. Justin <laughs> yeah. Jefferson's a stud, and it just doesn't make sense to me why you have Stokes out there and he's clearly getting the best of him. Switch it up. Make a fucking change mid mid game, mid series. Like say, look, if I'm the best player on my defense and there's a guy burning my my other fucking corner, I'm saying, look, I'm covering him. I don't give a fuck what you and say. That, and that and any basketball, anything, right? right yeah, away. Any, anything. <laughs> what are we talking about here? All right, so it's I asked you. I, I bring right, that up. Though. We talk about bad coaching when it comes to Mike McCarthy, and that it is piss poor coaching and bad play calling by Kellen Moore. Shout out to all your razzle dazzle plays, by the way. Um, that all netted about negative 17 yards. Is this on the coach? I mean, I know the coach is great, and he's yeah. won 13 games. And, well, who makes that adjustment? It then? was, I mean, the defensive coordinator. Well, the head sure. coach has to say, "Hey, look, uh, can we do something here?" That he's got to step in eventually. It's, no, look, yeah, it's on all the coaches. Yeah, hundred percent, it's on the floor. I'm not putting the loss on him, but no, no, no. not making that adjustment. Right. They got to figure that out. And I don't even know why it needed to be an adjustment. It's like start the game that way. You don't have to adjust. If the guy beats you and he's going up against your best best corner, then you tip your hat and you move on from it. To me, it just doesn't make any sense. That said, the offense didn't play well. Christian Watson, I had a tough time getting my direct TV stream working yesterday. <laughs> so by the time I got the game on, it was 7 nothing, right? And when I say got the game on, I mean the first play that I saw was on red zone, and it was Christian Watson dropping his 75-yard tutty in yeah. his bread basket. And when you said it wasn't going to, you know, you would see a point Aaron Rodgers frustrated did not take long. It was the fucking first series of the season, first series of this kid's young career. Not a good start. The Packers receivers didn't play well. They couldn't get open. Devontae Adams got open 38 times. They lost two, but that's another story. He had more um, receptions than they all, than their whole. The, the, Jesus Christ, is that right? Yeah, oh 13. Boy. Yeah, he did. But he also had more receptions than his whole team. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> so obviously. Like, obviously. And, and the Packers' whole team. So Devontae <laughs> did better than two full units of wideouts and tight ends combined. Now, all right, so this is. This is Monday. I just basically buried my Dallas Cowboys because of unforeseen circumstances with no Dak Prescott. I'm not asking you to bury the Packers, but do you think? Now, look, we all watched this shit last year. You got starched by the Saints, and you went off and ran and, and, and won nine in a row or ten in a row, whatever it was, right? Yeah. Do you think, just based off the team you watched last night, do you think it will be tough sledding this season with the, with the core that you have for Rodgers to throw to? All right, so last year at this time, I was still pretty confident. You had Devontae Adams. That, I had that. I'm just talking about in general. Like, I was I was still pretty confident after the loss, but there was that, like, looming feeling in your pit where it's like, it might be, you don't know. Like, you never know in sports. Like, the wheels could completely come off because 
it didn't look great yesterday, but I did see some resolve. I did see some fight in the second half. The defense did shore things up. I think their defense will play better this year, right? And Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins were out, and Lazard was out. So three starters on offense. I'm not making an excuse. The offense looked shitty. The defense got beat in this game in the first quarter. It took the ability to really... Now, I don't think that the Packers really have abandoned their game plan, but they didn't really run the ball as much as I thought they were going to. Well, they can't when they're down like this. Yeah, but they could have. They, they still could have. You know, like you see it all the time where teams don't abandon the run. There's a lot of football to be played in the second half, and I think the most success that they had was when they were handing the ball off to A.J. Dillon or maybe passing to Aaron Jones out of the backfield because the receivers weren't getting any separation. And really it was a lot to do with the fact that the offensive line wasn't protecting Aaron Rodgers. He was getting smacked around. He, he, I haven't seen him get hit like that in a long time. He's, he got hit yeah, a couple they, times They were coming yesterday. from both sides. And your uh, boy, your boy Zadarius was eating. Yeah. He was feasting and loving every second of it, and Look, that was, it was just a, rough. It was one of those games where you got you to gotta chalk it up to week one, division shit, on the road. It's not The Packers ended up being two-point dogs at kickoff, so it wasn't like they were favored. It's not like a game they were supposed to win. You, you know, they could have won. They should have won, and Packers fans believe we should have won the game. But the rest of the country did not necessarily see the Packers as a clear-cut favorite in this one. So it's not all lost in Green Bay. I'm not happy. But I've, I do believe in our head coach. I do believe in Aaron Rodgers. I do believe in the defense. And Bakhtiari and Ellen Jenkins are all pro caliber. I'm not saying that they're going to be that way when they come back from injury. But they are all pro caliber uh, tackles. So they could fix things. It's just week one. A lot of week one overreactions. We're going to get to more of them. Packers have a... Uh, I would like to think it's a favorable matchup next week at home against the Bears on yeah. Sunday night. But <laughs> I don't know anymore. Do we all know what we're talking about yeah, anymore? Right? I just wanted to preface this saying that, well, not, not preface, conclude this by saying the Packers did get beat up on yesterday, and there's a very, very strong chance that I'm going to go 0-7 in fantasy football in week <laughs> one. But I did do well. Um, when I say well, I mean I didn't lose money. I went 7-7 seven and seven betting. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually did lose 50 bucks. I did vig out. But 7-7, seven and seven, I'll take that in week one without much to go on. I did tail the sauce a little bit and fade them a little too. bit. and kind of Kind of just worked out for me where I didn't really get destroyed. So 7-7, seven and seven, let's see where it plays tonight. As we get to tonight's game later on, I'll give my pick. All right. So let's move on to the local front. After the local front, we'll do our reads and all that good stuff. But on the local front, the New York football giants, man. Brian Dayball, you got a set of <laughs> balls, bro. Um, he Look, you go into this game, a lot of people out there saying Saquon's back, Saquon's back, and then you watch this game and you're like, ooh, well, uh, all right, there, there might be some merit to that. Um, Saquon Barkley played really, really well. He looks really, really good. If he's on the field and healthy, He's very, very good, right? You just got you just got to stay healthy. Let's see if he can sustain this. If that's the case, the Giants might have themselves a nice little offense with a – I can't say nice little offense because, look, I'm going to sit here and tell you, win or lose, the Giants won this game, but Daniel Jones is awful. Yeah. He is awful. And that's the reason why you can't – like, you can get excited about Saquon, but you're about to lose Saquon unless you, unless you pay him, which – I don't know if they're going to do that. Look what happens when you pay running backs. Everybody goes up in arms. They're like, what the fuck? Um, right now, when you look at the Giants and you look at this team, you know, it was a fun game for them to watch and be in the entire time. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, the Titans don't look that good. They don't. And I'm not trying to take away from the win for the Giants, but the Titans just don't look 
like there's some world-beaten team. They also don't have anybody to throw to. Derrick Henry was actually relatively shut down and quiet um, in this one. Saquon, like I said, I'll, I'll keep going back on that. He Saquon, won them that game. Saquon Barkley, uh, Barkley. Saquon Barkley <laughs> absolutely won them that game. Brian Dable, man, you talk about a, a guy that basically said, and I said this last night uh, on on Instagram. I mean, on uh, on the Facebook group, I said, look, Brian Dable just went out there and said, look, this is my fucking team now. Yep. We're about to show you something right now. We're about to show you that we can get two yards and take the lead. Big brass balls because you know what? Had he not gotten it and they lost 21-20 or I'm sorry, uh, whatever, 2019 they lost, nobody would be like, Dayball's an idiot. They would have loved the aggression. I think this is a step in the right direction for the Giants. The quarterback situation is very murky and Daniel Jones is not good. Um, but overall, I mean, look, the Giants are 1-0. Yeah, look, Daniel Jones made some, made some terrible plays yesterday, but he really wasn't that bad, I thought. 17 for 21, he made a couple poor decisions. And the one thing that I got to say about Daniel Jones, very Eli, Eli-esque in that he doesn't waver. Like, this guy will fuck up yeah. and fuck up and fuck up, and you look at him and it doesn't look like it. Until Dayball got in his face, which Kyle just brought up. Do you see that shit? Yeah, but that's what you need sometimes. You and do that's need good that. coaching. And look, the, the player responded. They came back and won the game. Look, when he threw that pick in the end zone... I was like, God damn, man. And, like, he doesn't hang his head. The guy goes out there and keeps playing, and you got to – look, not the best quarterback, but you got to tip your hat in certain situations. Barkley won them that game. The defense stepped up in the second half big time and won them that game. And as much as I hate to admit it, Daniel Jones kind of – 17 for 21. Say what you want. That's, yeah, that's, that's fairly good. efficient. A fumble loss, a, a pick. A fumble loss. You got to clean that shit up. You got to clean that shit up. A hundred percent. But there's a lot that he had to clean up coming into the season, and they had to clean up as a whole. And then if you look at the first half, it was like, well, they didn't clean any of it up. And, and Saquon looked like he ran a little bit. But in the second half, they cleaned up a lot, and they did a lot to – I want to. I would love to know how that at halftime speech went. Yeah. Brian Dayball is fastly climbing the ranks, and the Giants, bro. The thing that will change the, the organization faster than anything, even a quarterback. I mean, a quarterback. You need a good quarterback, but the thing that will change the the organization and the just the way the locker room operates more so than a quarterback the culture. Is, the, is the culture is the head coach. Um, in the NFL, the head coach is almost everything. How many quarterbacks that you've seen that have been talented that come along? And they get shit on by a bad situation because they get drafted in, like, the top three. And the coach is a piss-poor mess. And the organization's a piss-poor mess. And they go in this situation and they fail. And you never find out if they're ever going to be good or not because they get chewed up by the NFL. A lot of that has to do with poor coaching. Brian Dayball might be the guy to, to you know, to write the ship. We'll see. Three, years ago, three or four years ago, it was Jalen Ramsey talking shit about Josh Allen being garbage. Yeah. Right? Josh Allen's in the front runner to win the MVP this year, preseason, right now, whatever you want to call it. Brian Dable has a lot to do with that success, trust me. So I'm not going to write Daniel Jones off just yet, but do he you, has to fix some do things. Do you right. think we see Tyrod Taylor sometime this year, even no. if they're kind of winning? No. I, I, and the reason why I say no is because <laughs> Daniel Jones played piss poor yesterday, and they got the job done. And there was a couple times where Daniel Jones took off and used his legs again, right? And there was a couple times he slid one yard short. I'm just like, you moron. You know what I mean? Like, die forward, right? But, like, I don't know. This team, now that they're 1-0 under Daniel Jones, I find it hard. Unless they're, like, literally, like, 2-9 and nine or some shit like that where they're just the wheels have fallen off. And then they're like, all right, well, might as well go see what we got. 
I, this team seems to it's me that be, Brian Dable is going to ride and die with the Angel Jones this year. It's not going to be due to health. If it's if it's it's not going to do performance. It's not going to do performance because you already look. If you're winning and Daniel Jones is playing awful, then you might. But if you're losing, Daniel Jones is playing awful. Like, what do you have to find out about Tyrod Taylor? You already know that yeah, he's you know basically he a career backup in the right. league. You know a good one at that. I, I think that he's a, a viable backup quarterback could come in and you know bridge the gap. But you got to find out what you got in Daniel Jones in all of these situations. Because now his contract's going to be up before you know it. You have it's, to find it's out. time to make the decision on him. Tyrod Taylor, I think, is signed to a two-year deal. Yeah, he's there, right? And and he is who he is. So I don't think that they pull the I don't think they pull the plug on the Daniel Jones situation unless there's an injury or they're kind of winning, and Tyrod Taylor gives them a better chance to like advance their season. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. Not after. Oh, it's weird. Oddly enough, I one and zero start. See it I don't see it. All right, moving on to the other team in New York. Uh, the New York football Jets lost the game yesterday. Joe Flacco, which, by the way, sh- first and foremost, shout out to what they did for 9-11 yesterday. Awesome stuff. The crowd sang the national anthem. It was emotional. It was great. Uh, it was a perfect way to kick off uh, the football season with everybody being united. Then the football started, and then we saw Joe Flacco, which, by the way, doesn't look good in the 19, by the way. Terrible, but dude. Changing that number to 19. I haven't seen a quarterback 19 since, like, Montana with the Chiefs. You know, like, 19 is your quarterback number. Not a fan of it. Scott Mitchell. Mitchell Lions. was 19. You're right. Wow, <laughs> shit. Good call. Um, but, yeah, 19 is just not a quarterback number. But, anyway, Flacco was showing that he's immobile. Um, he can't get anything done uh, as far as uh, on, on the scrambling side of things. Um, the Ravens. Showed decent things, but again, shitty weather game, right? I, I think if this was a normal, like, sunny day in, in September, the Jets might have gotten starched by 30. I don't know, yeah. because this, this it looked bad uh, from certain aspects of the game. Lamar Jackson looked good. He hit a couple nice, nice plays. Uh, what's this guy's going to be a waiver wire pickup? No doubt about it. Duvernay, 100%. If he's not drafted, yeah. you said it last week, Duvernay is going to be the guy that everybody's going to covet because they're thinking maybe Bateman's not ready. But I then actually, Bateman scores. I actually pre-picked him up in every league that I'm in almost. So it doesn't really matter, though, right? Room. Yeah, because my teams are terrible. But I'm saying, like, if you pre-pick somebody up, it doesn't matter. You no, have to like, still fall no, in the like waiver I, wire. No, I have him. Oh, you have I him now. Him oh, good. Before the week started. <laughs> That's good. Because I felt like, eh. Listen, all three first-round picks played phenomenal. Sauce Gardner is going to be a star in this league. Um, Johnson had a sack. And uh, Garrett Wilson, I don't know why they didn't play him. It's like the third quarter, but he had five catches for like 60 yards. I can't so. understand. Yeah, the 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 usage and the playing of, of uh, across the board. Like, we'll get into the Falcons later, but like Algier is like a healthy scratch. Jalen Tolbert, you draft him in the third round to not suit him up. And now this, Garrett Wilson doesn't get any action until the end of the game. It's like... This is this is why, and I'll go back to this, and I'll die on this hill. This is why you need those preseason reps, man. I don't give a shit. You you need some live action to find out if these players are good enough to play in this league. It is real football now, and it is tough to win in this league. Yeah. So the fact that Garrett Wilson, it stayed a little while, like it took him a little while to get going. Fine, I still think he's going to be good. But Joe Flacco. Uh, Zach Wilson needs to get back because if they, and, and shout out to Michael Carter, who everybody was like, oh, go get fucking, what's this guy? Brees, Brees Hall. Go get him. Go get him. Michael Carter said, hey, remember me? You know, and like, and he had himself a day. Yeah. So the Jets offense, there is optimism in thinking that if there was any other quarterback outside of Joe Flacco to run this shit, this might have been tighter. Yeah. I, I, I you think agree, Gooch? Like, Mike, like, Mike White at halftime. I mean, I don't know about all that. Yeah, but. it might have been tighter, but I think. 
all the same result at the end of the day. It could have been a better situation for the Jets, but bad weather situation. Joe Flacco, I think, gives him a better chance to win. That's why he's playing. All the success that Mike White had last year, he still is who he is. He kind of took the league by storm. It didn't take long for them to figure him out. The storm the was a week, week long. <laughs> yeah, but the following the following week, he was he exposed. Four picks in right, like the first right. quarter. So <laughs> let's pump the brakes on whether Mike White's the guy to to fix the jet season zach wilson's the guy that's who the, the jets need to they worry, gotta get worried back about and quick and i don't think that the jets are contenders this year at the end of it this all losing a couple games out of the gate is probably going to improve their draft situation i know that's not how you carry yourself as an organization but as a fan that's a consolation that i'd take and be like whatever we shouldn't be winning anyway when zach wilson comes back i'd want to see I'd be happy about seeing what I saw out of Gardner, like he said. I'd be happy about what I saw out of the receiver, although sparing playing time. I wouldn't be too concerned about Brees Hall because he's a young rookie running back, third, what is his second-round pick? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Takes a little bit of time sometimes for these guys to get their footing. And plus, I think Michael Carter proved last year that he had he deserved a chance to get the, uh, a shot. I didn't think that, based on all the reports that I was reading going into the season, that Brees Hall was the clear one. Yep. It didn't shake out that the way. Fuck do we know? Michael Carter got cleared <laughs> for RB1 usage. Yeah. And Brees Hall did get 12 touches, though. Yeah. So it wasn't like he wasn't involved Correct. at all. It could have been a hot hand thing. It could have just been the way it worked Flacco out. They, they didn't plan it this way. Yeah, Flacco threw the ball 58 exactly. times, dude. <laughs> so there's His really, arm is in, in falling the, in off. In the weather that they played in yesterday, throwing 59 times is not a recipe to win any football games. Right. Um Lamar, can we talk about Lamar for just a yeah, second? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mr. Mr. <clears throat> turned down that all. Turned down for what? He turned down all that money, man. There was an initial report that Lamar got offered a six-year, $290 million, $133 million guaranteed deal. To me, I think that's a shitty deal for yeah. Lamar. Yeah. I know that people are going to go crazy. Two hundred. It's the extra years what they gave him, but that extra year means nothing because the guaranteed money isn't there with it. So... They're making it look like they're selling the public wolf tickets. They'll be like, how is Lamar turning down $300 million over six years? Well, then when you look at the contract, there's legit there's like outs after there's everything. Legit outs after the second <laughs> right. season with only yeah. or third season with only that much money guaranteed. Lamar came out and was like, hey, look, guys, I know everybody's talking crazy about me turning down that contract at 130. He's like, they actually offered me $190 million yeah. guaranteed. I turned that down. So for whatever you're thinking, he's like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm getting my money. And look, he's going to. He's going to get gonna it. Get it. it no. might not be the Ravens. It might not be. I was just going to say, it might not be the Ravens. It. But he's going to get it. But, yeah, I, I, you would assume so. All right, before we get into the rest of the NFL slate, I do want to let you guys know that the Chop Sports Daily is being brought to you in part by the Fusco <laughs> Insurance Agency, guys. Fusco Insurance Retirement and Wealth Planning services offer life insurance policies with no medical or limited medical underwriting questions as well as standard life policies that are medically underwritten. They offer plans from over 30 top-rated carriers, whole life term, return of premium term, index universal life, guaranteed issue, simplified issue plan, for you and your family, whether it be an emergency fund, if something goes wrong at home, you have it. Life insurance is a big, big, big deal. Uh, be sure to go check out FuscoInsuranceAgency.com. You not only receive life insurance coverage with our plans, but we include a living benefit of long-term health care in the event you become ill or disabled and need care. Additional riders may include disability waiver and premium in the event you are disabled. The premium will be protected against a lapse in coverage. We know one product doesn't fit everybody, so specialize and customize and plan to meet your needs. Head on over to FuscoInsuranceAgency.com. Our friends over at Dat Chat talked to Glenn a little bit. He's a Dolphins fan. He's got something to be happy about. He was in Chicago over the weekend, and uh, so we got some conversations to have. But Dat Chat, uh, go check those guys out as well. Blockchain, NFTs, every all that information, all that 
that kind of meta thing, go check out Dad Chat. I wish I was more educated on it. I will be, um, but over time, you know, we're busy over here, so I can't educate myself on everything. Uh, and our friends down the hall at Lowell's Beauty Bar, uh, they do all the custom work, some of our custom stuff you'll see at Matawan Day is courtesy of those guys, so thank you for that. And of course, brand new website, chopsportsmedia.com, done by steveaspara.com. Uh, go check out him. He's a web developer and content creator based in New Jersey, New York. He'll, he'll listen, he'll answer you at the wee hours of the night uh, when you're panicking about certain things about your website. You can check out the website today, later on today at the very least. There will be a press release officially done by Ashley. Uh, so thank you to Ashley for doing that. And of course, a press release announcing the joint partnership between Mojo and Chop Sports Media. So that's that. Gooch, take care of the grundle because, because yes, why not? It is a doom and gloom <laughs> Monday indeed. It's got the shitty rainy weather here on the East Coast, but it doesn't mean you have to have a disgusting hairy grundle. So use the Manscaped promo code CHOPSPORTS over at manscaped.com and you get 20% off a clean shaven pair of balls. The Performance Package 4.0 comes equipped with the 400K LED Lawnmower 4.0. 400K LED is basically like the Batman signal, mm. only on your taint. Ah. And then it cleans the hair off for you. It's amazing. Porcelain blade. It's guaranteed to reduce the risk of nicks and cuts on your precious precious package. Looks like Aaron Rodgers maybe used his manscaped on his hair yesterday. Maybe there's lawnmower 4.0 on his top of his head. On the top he of his head. He looks like his dude from Peaky Blinders. It's not a big deal because it's waterproof. And with, I haven't watched the show. Uh, Arthur. Sure. I don't watch the show. A lot of people made that reference. He, he and I was like, oh. He doesn't, but I, I can see it. <laughs> I think the I guy, that, that weird comedian that is like doppelganger looks kind of like, so I can see the resemblance. But anyway, shave your balls, 20% off, <laughs> Manscaped. Use the promo code SHOPSPORTS. <sighs> and with those savings, since everybody got bounced no. from the survival That's pool, not true. Not There's everybody. one guy out there who's... Bronco Nation, let's ride. Yeah, I, got the <laughs> I got the Broncos I the Ravens, tonight. I picked the Ravens, so I'm alive. My mother picked the Eagles, so I'm alive. But a lot of us picked the 49ers. A lot of us. Chop Sports collectively Chop Sports picked collective the 49ers. We'll get into picked that. Picked the 49ers. So we got bounced right away. So at least we got some more content to talk about going forward <laughs> with our own personal picks. But we were planning on doing some, like, let the people pick. Mm -hmm. We didn't even make it to week two. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> but maybe we'll get into We this. are the Husky maybe Lotus we have, of Maybe we, we have new hope here for everybody that picked – uh, the Titans, for everybody that picked, I don't know if he was saying people that picked Cincinnati. If you pick the Colts, do you lose? They will clarify that in the rules. Okay. I feel like if a, a tie loses, because I tied a couple years back and won and, and like advanced. That was Husky Lotus's run. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a, a big run. thing because there wasn't clarification. That's a very good question. But okay, I, I'm will sure I will ask the boys, but I'm pretty sure that a tie will lose going forward. You have to win to advance. Almost it if you kinda, don't have to, if you don't lose, you advance. Yeah, yeah. so it's like you survived, but like, did you? You might, you might, I don't know. ESPN I don't know. We'll settings. find that out. ESPN settings say ESPN, you advance. So okay. that's ESPN. Ties, you lose, according to Mark. Ties or losers, according to Sam. So, oh, so these guys already Janine, read the rules. Probably, out of there with the 49ers. They probably already read the rules. That said, okay. And that said, um, for everybody that, time for the, for everybody that <laughs> lost, there is a revival pool. Reviver pool. <laughs> Coming Not to sure you soon. Not sure how I'm soon. supposed to say that. Revival pool. Reviver. Reviver pool. Reviver pool. Survival, Survivor, reviver. Survival. Reviver. Anyway, there's Got a pool that? for all the people that lost. Coming at you. You do not. I don't think that you've had to have lost you just to get enter it. this pool, but I have to get some clarification. There's going to be a link posted today in Shop Sports for anybody that has to, you know, wants to get that, scratch that itch mm. that you will not be able to scratch anymore because your team lost. You suck. 
What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Search sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some some of us folks are still using Hotmail. Anyway, to the rest of the NFL slate, we got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time to do it. But we start with the Miami Dolphins, who I picked to win this game, one of my, I don't know, four wins that I had as far as picks. Um, The Miami Dolphins looked okay. But I think the bigger story is the Patriots looking very bad. And I said that from Jump Street, that the Patriots were not going to be a good football team this year, and they showed it. Mac Jones didn't look good. They got no receivers over there. Their running game is abysmal. Their guy, Matt Patricia, is a defensive coordinator, calling the, the offensive main, plays. The main takeaway from this game was that we all found out Mike McDaniel's going to need a wheelbarrow to carry around his big nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, and I'm sure he uses, I love this guy. I'm sure he uses the... Uh, My dad goes, how old 4. is that guy? I was like, I don't know. He's like 13. Gigantic nuts. The lawnmower 4.0 will work wonders <laughs> on that with that porcelain blade. So check it out, Mike. Uh, but yeah, the Dolphins played rather well. I still think Tua is, uh, is leaving a lot to be desired. Um, I don't... There was a lot of underthrown balls. There was... He's not that great, but they got a lot of speed on that team, man. Between Waddle and Cheetah... You, you dump it underneath on, a, on a, a drag route or a slant route, and you don't have to throw deep, and they just let them go and do their thing, they're going to be productive. And their running game was good. Uh, the Dolphins just played well. And, and now the Dolphins are 1-0 with some optimism that speed kills, and they they straight up beat up on the Patriots. And, and you know, I didn't listen to Bill, but I'm sure he was uh, thrilled, you know, at the end of the day. Like, you know, Tua, he's, just, he's, he's okay. He, that Tua, he, he got us underneath, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I, I don't – I don't foresee the Patriots the main, being doom and gloom. The but main stat that I noticed stink. with Tua is that win percentage. Tua wins games, much like a Jimmy G, yeah. but they got a lot more weapons around him than Jimmy G may have ever had. I mean, Jalen Waddle, anytime he touches the ball, he could go. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. The running backs were doing <laughs> yard work a little bit. They got a lot of weapons over in Miami. Mike Kosecki, and I think the offensive coordinator slash head coach, is he's an innovative guy, and I, I think Miami's going to win a ton of games. They were without some starters on the defensive side of the ball, mainly a corner. That didn't really matter against this and they still picked a couple approach. balls off. But Miami's one of those teams. I think they're one of three defenses in the last three years or the only defense in the last three years that finished in the top five or top ten in fantasy football every year. Miami's defense is very, very underrated for the last couple seasons, and 
And that's also a product and a testament of, of Flores, too. Because, I mean, he came over as a defensive guy, kind of established all that. Now Mike McDaniel's come there as an offensive guy. So this could be a recipe for a nice season. We'll see. Uh, all right, staying in Florida, but we're moving over to Washington. By the way, did anybody see the Washington Commander's uh, mugs that they Gotta were giving out? Got to love them. Did you see that? Yeah, good times. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this, this franchise is poverty. They've always been poverty, but... But they actually did win a football game, and now the poverty is the Cowboys because they're in last by themselves. Um, but the Washington Commanders get themselves a win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. For a little while, I was saying, oh, man, same old Jags. They look like bad. They did just, just this. They didn't look good at all. Um, and then, lo and behold, you know, you got a little flashes of good. Christian Kirk ate. You know, he, he had himself a decent day. Um, James Robinson played really well. He looks to be RB1 for now. Until Etienne gets off to the races. We'll see, I guess. Um, but then you look at the Washington Commanders. Carson Wentz did do a couple Carson Wentz-type things, but he also played a decent game of football. And, boy, I can say a lot about Jahad Dodson, man. That dude looks like he can run a route or two. I can and will say that I have a Jahan Dotson um, number to 15 auto that I pulled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. right. Nice, and nice. If you go on eBay right now and you look at, like, it's very, very similar to the Mojo situation that kind of eBay will just do like the average percentage of what a card will, what a player goes up after a performance. Mm -hmm. Jahan Dotson's value doubled last night on eBay. So I'm going to probably list that card today. If anybody's interested in Jahan Dotson 9 of 15 autograph, I'm your guy. Oh, well, hold on to that now. I'm actually, no, um, I'm actually going to go check out mojo.com real quick just to see where, or their app at least, just to see where Dotson is and where he went from so jihad dotson right now look at that look at that dude 22 percent yeah. up to up he's up he's up two percent right now oh. but he's up 25 cents in the last 24 hours so like his his stock went up and look at this dude you can actually scroll in real time this is incredible i love this app this is gonna be great so jihad dotson's stock if you can see that see that spike right there yep. bank bank boom that's uh that's dotson um but, yeah, look, the commanders get a win. Um, I think that Carson Wentz will still be Carson Wentz at the end of the day with a lot of situations. I don't I don't foresee him being the leader that everybody wants him to be in Washington, but can't take it away. They won. They won a game. In the NFL, hard to do. So, congratulations to the commanders. They're one to know. That's all I can say about that. All right, so one of the games that I definitely was very heavily interested in because of how good it was was the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this had... Uh, a Tony Romo-esque feel to it. Joe Burrow, now if you remember this, Tony Romo turned the ball over against Buffalo on a Monday night and won the game, right? Somehow they won a game on a walk-off field goal. Tony Romo was atrocious. That's the feel I was getting with Joe Burrow. Turning the ball over left and right, the Pittsburgh defense is incredible. Unfortunately, what we heard in the rundown, TJ Watt feared to have a torn pec. I that that's huge because that dude was in the face of Joe Burrow every single down. So that's a big, big loss not to have him. But man, oh man, were the was that some home cooking for the Cincinnati Bengals to be even relevant in this game? There was a lot of calls in that game where I was just like, what are they doing? Like, this is absolutely atrocious on how many calls are going in the favor of one Cincinnati Bengals team. However, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky and company and this defense, like this Steelers team was fun to watch yesterday and they shoved it right up the Bengals' ass at the end of the day saying, you know what, referees aside, we're still going to get this done. Not a lot of Najee Harris. He gets hurt, a little banged up with a with an ankle injury. Um, but lo and behold, 
Steelers are one and zero, man. That, yeah, that's a big deal. Was the Minka Fitzpatrick show? This guy played insane down the stretch. The the plays that he was making reminded me of a young Charles Woodson out there blocking extra points, making the hit as he look. The ball's getting there. Mink is getting there. That was all you needed to know in the in the red zone yesterday. Um, Evan McPherson, I think this guy is going to bounce back just fine. Last year, if you remember the game, the Green Bay game, the wild oh, end. Him and Crosby were missing left yeah, and right. back and forth, back and forth. And this guy's got ice water in his veins. I think he'll be fine. Uh, there was a little bit of you home cooking it, for, for Cincinnati. And I do agree with Scoop, who mentioned in the comments that if the Steelers started Kenny Pickett, they would have won by two touchdowns. I'm not a big fan of Trubisky. I don't think that he played awful. In terms of looking across the field, Joe Burrow did play awful. Mitch Trubisky is just not a great quarterback. He is going to be who he is. I think at the very least you're going to get the athleticism that Trubisky brings to the table with a Kenny Pickett, but I think he has a little bit more moxie, a little bit of the ability to throw the ball down the field. But we have to wait and see on that as well. But from what I saw from Kenny Pickett in the preseason, he looked good. So Mitch Trubisky will hold that team back. Again, you won the game, though. You yeah. know, it had had the Steelers been in a losing effort on this one, I would say like, all right, you could start the you could start those swirls of yeah. talks, you know. But they won, and that's exactly what if Mitch was brought in to do: is win games. If you're assessing talent, when it's close, if you're assess- well, I mean, Mitch Trubisky's been known to lose games when it's close. But I'm saying just to, to weather storms uh, until Pickett is ready. He's supposed to be a game manager, a la like Alex Smith in San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? Where he wasn't going to deliver you this 400 yard performance. He was just going to make sure he didn't fuck up. Yeah, but <laughs> you know? the thing. The thing with Trubisky is that at least with uh, Alex Smith or Jimmy G, like these guys are at least fairly accurate passers in the intermediate passing game. I don't think Mitch Trubisky's accurate. Oh my God! Did you see the Deontay Johnson catch? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. The catch that wasn't. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, Ken Palman brought that up. But, yeah, the Steelers get a win. Big win for them. Bengals visit Dallas next week. Not really sure where the Steelers go right off the top of my head. But, um, look, 1-0 is 1-0. Another close one that – didn't really seem close at first. And we talked about Devontae Adams in the open getting a bunch of bunch of targets as expected. Uh, Waller had himself a day two after, oh, he got the extension. We didn't even talk about that. Mm. But he reset, that was a reset, but he, uh, he upped Re-up. the price for Dalton Schultz. That's for damn sure. That'll be fun. Uh, but the Raiders fall short to the Chargers. Justin Herbert, man, I can't say enough about this guy. This dude can lace it, man. He There was some windows in there. I'm like, how did he get that in there? It's incredible. Justin Herbert is going to be a star, if not already a star in this league. And, um, you know, not a lot out of Mike Williams. It was a lot of Keenan Allen, right? And then the running game, Eckler, okay. Uh, their backups, fine. Um, the, even their tight ends got involved. The Chargers are going to be a good team. They are. But my focus is more on the Raiders. Had Carr not turned the ball over as much as he did, they'd probably win this game outright. I don't know. Like I just feel like Carr's turnovers are the reason uh, this team couldn't finish. Here we got Hawaii Mike coming in and being the pest that he know is only he can be. Regression Herbert. He oh, okay. Uh, based off what? You moron. I mean, Based I, off I what? think I think what he's talking <laughs> about Nozzle, here, bro. What you, he, you, what have, you have rubbed everybody the wrong what way. He's, around what here. he's talking about in this situation is when I made a comment that I think if there's a oh, did you play, say Herbert regression? No, I said if there's this. This is just a, a, the the whole thing building from when I was talking about Trey Lance as like a sprinkle play for MVP. Then he's like, oh, the MVP rate, well, whatever the fuck he's trying to get at. I appreciate your um, participation. Your participation. <laughs> but yesterday I'm getting fucking notifications. I'm trying to sort out my um, DirecTV stream. DirecTV stream wasn't working. And I got, I'm got i getting like notifications of him saying, like, MVP watch or something. Like, give me a break. Anyway, um, week one overreaction. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that Justin Herbert's good at football, apparently, right? I think Justin Herbert's going to regress. I think Justin Herbert isn't really that good. And we're going to get a clip of me saying this in three these are, weeks. These are called drops, It's going to be a clip of me saying this, and it's going to be time-stamped and posted to our, face, our Facebook group. 100%. Without and then the problem with these is that there's really no takes of his that I could clip up and post. So he, might, he doesn't have the brass. He's saying he didn't tag you in that post, though. He didn't. It doesn't matter. If somebody posts in Bro, Chop Sports, guess even, who gets that's notifications? That's even more lame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's even more lame. I didn't tag you. I so just wanted to talk like, shit. It's like passive aggressive, waiting for a response, and then the response <laughs> is clearly you're, you're clearly fishing right here for an argument. And at the time, I was like, I'm down for an argument, but, like, I don't have time for it right now. So go watch the game, bro. And that's what we all and, did. And you know what, Mike? And the games didn't go my way, man. Yeah, what? no, so it didn't. It didn't go well at all. And, and, and it, it takes – listen, I know I know this as a fact because I've been at this for a long time. You type a great game. You're a great writer. But I guarantee you, if you sat right here next to me and Chris, you would sit here like the time Scoop was here and just sit here and look into the camera with nothing. He might. I don't know. Zero. Maybe, you have no, maybe no, you would. No maybe way. You would. I'll challenge that. I would love I'll challenge that's an open invitation, Hawaii Mike as an open invitation. A, you got to come to Jersey. I'm not everybody gets right open here. invitations here. I know. Oh, I know. I know. It's tough to judge. Uh, it's week one overreactions. I think Trey Lance is going to be fine. They played in a sloppy, messy game. Well, we'll get into that in a second because look. Let's, let's continue with the but Chiefs. But he did have 54 rush yards. He's on pace for like in the, 800 in a, in a now, swamp, nonetheless. So let's 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 pump the brakes. We'll get into that in a second. And there, yeah, great, bro. Did great. you see the obstacle course in Chicago? Did you actually see the sideline? Holy, it was this, just bro, really? bro. Scoop sent me the picture. John Boy was like, you guys, sometimes you just got to start it over. Like, scrap the whole <laughs> thing and redo the project. It's redoing the sidelines. A breakdown by John Boy. Um, but anyway, the Chiefs. Handle business. The Cardinals. Like I said, uh, we all picked the Cardinals, by the way, uh, on Friday. But I bet the Chiefs on Sunday morning just because I was like, you know what? It was it was Sean Redden who really convinced me. He said, Vegas is absolutely begging you to take the Cardinals at home plus six and a half. And I was like, you know what, man? Mahomes. And look, I'm a first-timer here. I'm a first-time Mahomes owner as far as fantasy sports. That is fun. Watching him do his thing and knowing you're getting points for it is fun. Fun. Let me tell you something. That is electric. Mahomes did their thing. Their offense looks great. Edwards Hilaire looks great. Mahomes looks in true form. Kelsey looked the great. The overslapped. The overslapped. Everything was good in Chiefs country. But now you look at the opposite side of the spectrum. Kyler Murray made some plays. Not that great. Um, they scored 21 points, which in the NFL, it's not easy to just put up a 20 spot no matter what. I don't care. Defenses are good. But they just got ran out of town. And this was a, a runaway from the start because it was very, very easy for this team to go down there and just boop, 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 boop. There's Mahomes just doing his thing, and, and the Cardinals look like shit, on defense at least. Very bad. So I don't know if you have anything to say about that, Gooch. But. Um, no, I don't. I just okay. overslapped. I, I had it wrong with the Chiefs in this one. I thought their defense would play awful. Their defense actually played really good. I mean, outside of the two garbage touchdowns they gave up in the fourth quarter, that was a blowout. It was thirty-eight. It was 37-7, I think, at some point in the game. So, yeah, the, the Cardinals' offenses looked really point. shitty. As much as we just dogged and dragged the line, Mike, does 21 beat KC at all this season? I don't think so. They're going to score some so. points and, every and that single offense, week. They have so many yeah. receivers. And they don't have one. They have 30. Miko Cardman, uh, Hardman got involved last As night. I, I just want to say how sick it makes me to watch Tom Brady throwing the ball to Julio Jones. And I wasn't even like, let me get Julio this year. But now I, re I regret it. You know what my dad said it. a bunch like, of why times? Why isn't Julio Jones a Packer? A bunch of times. Why isn't he? Well, like, it's what funny. the fuck are we talking my about My dad here? said this a bunch of times as we're watching the Red Zone all day and then watching Julio Jones do his thing. He goes, 
Cowboys didn't need him. <laughs> Cowboys didn't need him. A bunch of guys all, all throughout the whole course of the day. Cowboys didn't need him. No, we like the guys we hey, have. Dad, we know this. Mike, Mike, why would he play his games at Motor Vehicle? <laughs> makes no sense. He's a football player, dude. Anyway, let's Stop. move it on. Uh, we got, oh, this was a screamer. Uh, very interesting to see the Texans play the way they did. Davis Mills Mafia gets it done. And when I say get it done, he didn't lose. So that's a good thing. The Colts, they had a battle back. They were down in this game. You know, Matty Ice, Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor, everybody had to get involved. Everybody got a piece of this. But for you guys to go out there and tie the Texans, I don't know if this is the Texans outplaying themselves out of their minds or is this the Colts playing very down to their level. Either way, both teams are going into uh, week two 0-0-1, which is just atrocious. I hate that shit. Um, Lovey Smith is changing that culture. I I think that too, in a way. I, I, I know they're not stacked with a lot of talent on their roster. They're not. Like, isn't and- Lovey Smith like below 500? In his career as a coach, potentially, and, I don't you know, know across his all stops. But look at his NFL uh, win win percentage, and then look at his college. Look at his college win percentage. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat like Lovey Smith was the guy that they're going to bring to fix this situation, and they showed his win percentage in college. He was like 400. It was like, <laughs> like uh, you know, it's great though. No disrespect to Lovey Smith, I think he's a well respected coach. Yeah. I just don't think he's a great I, head coach. I saw this stat where it was like. <laughs> The AFC South Damn, has lived wow. up to the expectations. You know, none of the teams Ooh. won, and two of the teams played each other. <laughs> Something like that. I was like, this is rough sledding, man. Nine years since the Colts have won their week one game. Holy nine shit. Years. And that's been some Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. It's been a while. And they, they also haven't won in Jacksonville. They, I think they go there next week. Oh, boy. Do well, they go there next week? I don't know. But I it, don't know that anything. We'll have actually. to get into that, that um, after that. But again, 2020, both team tied. Congratulations. You're not losers. Moving on, <laughs> what do we got next, Rob, oh, yeah, yeah. on the old docket? Okay, so this one's interesting because what Jalen Hurts was showing originally in this game, I was like, damn it, he's, he's kind of good, right? Like, we're watching him. He's running. He's throwing. He's doing Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. They're all getting involved in this game, right? And I'm watching A.J. Brown completely eat, and I'm like, oh, God, they got themselves a one, right? This really sucks. But now I don't know how to take the rest of the way. Now, was this all garbage time for the backdoor cover? Or do the Eagles defense really play a little suspect football against the Detroit Lions to almost win this game? It's very it's catch-22 here. I don't two know things. how two, to analyze this My right now. thing is, I think when you see a blowout the way you do, when teams are fired up, firing on all cylinders, like the two teams that you saw in the first half are these two teams. you know. And then what you see after that is the character and the makeup of each team. We all know the Lions are going to fight, right? The Lions are going to fight all four quarters. They were the backdoor cover kings last year. Look, Philly didn't actually run away with this game. The Lions were fighting. They were definitely improved from what they were last year. If I'm not mistaken, Philly beat up on Detroit last year, early in the year, mm-hmm. in the first half, and then there was a, it was a little bit backdoor worse cover. beaten, and then they backdoor covered in that one as well. Um, Detroit is improved. Philly, I think Philly's going to be fine. What you saw in the first half, that's like more so. We're talking week ten. If they're healthy, they're going to be yeah. humming. I think Philly's yeah. going to be a good team I mean, this year. You look and at AJ Brown look really good. You look all four of those teams in the NFC East. It's not close. The Eagles outperformed all of them. You know, and that's not that's not close. Um, what the what the Lions were able to do on offense at the end of the game, great. You know that that might leave a little suspect for the Eagles defense. But at the same time, man, like they're going to be a problem. I listen. I called it. I said the, the, the Eagles will win 13, 14 games, bro. They're going yeah, to be the Lions, good. Well, the Eagles are going to win some games, and the Lions are going to fight, and they're going to be in a lot of games. That's it. 
they're not the best team. The Lions defense isn't good, right? But they don't they don't lay down for anybody and their coaches get in your gotta face. Gotta love it. You gotta you love gotta it. give you sure. gotta give credit. Moral victory Monday for the Detroit Lions. Hey, how about it? I'm with it. All right. Another unbelievable turn of events in Chicago where the rain never stopped. Um and it was just it's just an incredible scene to watch a football game be played in this mess because again, you love these kinds of things. I know Kyle doesn't like the win game with the with the the no pass attempts out of uh, you know in the Patriots game last year, and then like when it's snowing, you get bad piss poor play. In this game, you are going to get some bad bad plays, um, but at the same time, you know you're also going to get some fun. And what I saw last night or yesterday with Justin Fields is that he was having some fun, and and at the Niners' expense, the 49ers were being touted as one of the better defenses in the league, and while they still probably can be, the weather did not help anybody, but it was just like, which team is going to do just a little help. better? I'll tell you who would help. It helped the Chicago Bears' offensive line, and the, they couldn't really generate much yeah, pressure you're right. because he just had no footing. Bears... Got to give them credit. They earned it. They played on the same field the 49ers did. But it levels the playing field just a little bit when you have sloppy weather like that. Look, my excuse for the loss in the playoffs last year was the weather, so fuck you, 49er fan. You could, <laughs> you could choke on this loss, even though it was at the hands of my most second most hated team in football. Vikings I are hate up there. the Vikings more. Yeah, uh, But I, I'm looking at this now as Justin Fields has some weapons. He, I saw him throw that ball around. Um, Montgomery played good. Even uh, Herbert played better. Their, their Khalil backup. Herbert's, Khalil like Herbert's a good back. I love David Montgomery. He's been, but Khalil Herbert just is a better fit from what everybody is saying about these two guys. Maybe Rube could shed some light in the comments. I feel like uh, Khalil Herbert last year came in and proved that he was a viable option yeah. if they need him. I did see the uh, the towel penalty. Did you see that one? No. Uh, they tried to clean off the field with a towel to kick a field goal, and they got flagged for it. So you can't do that. I know back in the day you were able to bring up tractors just to clear space for a field goal attempt, but not today. It's funny, though, because during the uh, the ba- uh, the Bengals game, too, the Bengals-Steelers game, you know, they call a timeout, try to ice kicker, and you'll get it snaps. You get, like, a practice kick. The referee, like, stopped, like, ran in front to catch the ball, so there was no practice kicks. So maybe they're getting told, like, that's good. don't they, they let them do that, that anymore. You know, That could like, be a thing. So, yeah, yeah so thing. that's pretty... Uh, but hey, listen, Bears are one to know. You know, look at the teams in the NFC right now. I mean, Dallas is doom and gloom because of the fact that they don't have a quarterback anymore. But look, Dallas, LA, San Francisco, Arizona, all 0 and 1. So I'm not going to say it's anybody's game. Here it's just one uh, Green Bay, 0 and 1. You know what I mean? Like, it's week one. We we can't go nuts over week one. But if you're a Bears fan and you and me as a as a novice that I am, I was like, the Bears are going to win two games. If the Bears well, going to Lambeau. Wrong. If the Bears go into Lambeau next week. And they beat Green Bay, then it's going to be a tough situation for me on Monday morning. <laughs> I'll just say that right now. It's be me really, and Gucci walking in here tomorrow. Really uh, next Monday, oh and two. For by me the way, on that's Monday morning. Happen. And um, tomorrow, next Monday's a big one, right? I got to be up late watching the fucking Packer game and up early to do Mojo Show. Oh, that's right. Fuck that's you, ooh, baby. Hopefully, we could we could put it on them early. All right. I was a little upset at this one. I like Baker Mayfield. I know you don't like Baker Mayfield, um, but. He was close. That close. Um, played well. Got sacked a bunch. Miles Garrett was very, very excited to lay the wood on Mr. Funniest Baker Mayfield. tweet that I saw all week, or not tweet, the meme. It was a quote from Miles Garrett saying that Baker Mayfield reached out to him after he got traded and was saying, like, yeah, I appreciate the time we spent together. And he's like, well, what did you say back to him? And he's like, nothing. What the <laughs> fuck would I talk to him for? <laughs> uh, so Nick Baker. Chubb went on record and said, 
you know, uh, where you know they asked him the expectations for the game. He goes, "Well, we're playing. We're playing Baker. We know. We know what's going to happen." And it's like, "Whoa! Like, I, how much hate can one guy get? Super duper heel in Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett gets it done. Nick Chubb gets it done. Kareem Hunt gets it done. Okay, so the the Browns put up some some points. I didn't expect them to win this game. I liked Carolina in this one, and obviously I was wrong by every stretch. But the Browns one and zero. On a season where we said it, how many times, Rob? How many times will you talk on this show saying, "What do they have to do to weather this entire ten-game suspension on Watson?" They got to go five hundred, and this is a nice step I, in the I right direction. Saying, I think they could go four and two in their first six. I really do. The we'll schedule is favorable early for Cleveland. Scoop, like, where did you grow up? My dad's dude? team is the Browns, and my team is the Jaguars. Did you not have a TV in your house when you were a kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, what? what, the fuck? Just what is radio, going on right? in that like, family? <laughs> Like, I mean, oof. I'll avoid it. I'll avoid it. I'll avoid it. I had something. It was right there. And I was like, cancel culture, cancel culture. But I won't do it. Actually, Rob, you'll get like a kick out of this. culture was canceled. I hope so. Sometimes. Rob, you'll get a kick out of this, though. I was on the broadcast uh, WrestlePro the other night. And we were talking about this queen. I forget her her whole name. Queen Lottie Elizabeth. Fama. Queen well, Elizabeth. No, well, that's weird. No, no. There was a wrestler, Second. queen something, right? And... Uh, Josh Chernoff of Fight TV goes, I wonder where the, she's she's the queen of. And I just blurted out without even thinking. I said, well, England's got a vacancy. And I was like, <laughs> after I said I had to hit like, the cough good, button. Though. That I, was good, Great. If you're, not, uh, if you're a little touchy little shit, yeah, then that's that not good. great. But anyway. People don't want Charles to be I mean, on a wrestling anyway. broadcast, that's on par. Par for the course. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking <laughs> right? about here? Uh, the Saints, bro. Listen, Jameis, uh, first of all, his interviews are great. He's a fucking legend. A national treasure. He is a national treasure. And I think the Saints squeaking out this game. Now, look, Mariota played real well. Like, he had a run when he had a run, and he he motored it, right? Interesting to say the least. What was the deal with Tyler Algier or Algier or whatever you call him? Why was he a healthy scratch, bro? Um, Darrell Williams, I think, is it? Or is it Damian Williams? One of the Williams. Oh, Damian Williams Kansas got City. hurt. He got hurt in but the game. He, but he... Is the reason why Algier was a healthy okay. scratch. A proven guy that's already has. Cordero Patterson had himself a day. Uh, not much out of Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, but Sam, yes, Scoop did beat me. Go ahead, Dave. We'll get into that in the close. No, we won't. <laughs> so anyway, um, it is what it is. Yeah, I have yeah, a simple powerhouse. We'll get into it. But anyway, Saints get the job done. They squeak by this one. A win is a win in this situation. This is a division win. And all of a sudden, the Atlanta Falcons might be something to watch. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but Mariota is not as bad as everybody I think the Falcons are going to be an interesting, fun team to watch on offense this year. I'm with it. A.J. Terrell didn't give up a touchdown for like 14 years in his whole life. And then <laughs> right. Michael Thomas, has, who hasn't played in 14 years, he scored twice. Puts up two on him. And look, after the game, the Jameis interview obviously was amazing. He's like, where's it. the pain? He's like, pain. I got pain everywhere. He's like, pain. I got my pain in my neck, like, and then my elbows connected like, to my backbone. And then blah, 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 blah. Look, it's, it's like, Pastor, what is Pastor what are we Winston after about the game? Here? But he was sitting next to fucking uh, Michael Thomas, who I thought was going to sound like NBA young boy when he talked, and he sounded like me. Michael mm. Thomas was like, he was foaming at his mouth in the sideline. And then after the game in the post game, he was like, yeah, you know, I had two touchdowns today. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on over here? I completely did not expect that voice out of that guy because yeah. he is a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> Not a big fan of Michael Thomas, but he played really good yesterday. Yes, he did. And we got one more Those tonight, to ladies and gents. Boy. We got one more on the docket. <laughs> and just so everybody's clear, I do want to bring up the fact that in week one, uh, Gooch is in first place through 15 games with a 7-8 and eight record on this show. Uh, actually, Anthony, A5, never sent me his picks, so that's he's been he's disqualified. Oh, oh, he's out. Um, <laughs> and me and Rob are dead heat 
and rocking it at a four and eleven record. <laughs> so yeah, we got clearly this week. week one was not our friend. So I don't know if I can go out and say, like, oh, I'm gonna play catch up. I'm not playing catch up right now. It's the Broncos and the Seahawks. It's the return of Russell Wilson. It's a six and a half road dog, a road favorite over the Seahawks. Seahawks are gonna be a bad, bad team. And I know I said that about the Falcons, and I know I said that about the Bears. I don't see any kind of mojo, good play on words, Dave, coming out of Seattle. I don't see it. Um, sorry, I'm going to ride with Bronco Nation and Russ Wilson. Fade Sturge. Okay, well, yeah, then fine. That's fine. So, Fade Sturge, go ahead. Go on. Go. Go bet the Seahawks. Go ahead. See what that. See how that does for you. Honestly, I hope you do. Go ahead. You do? You're going to Fade Sturge? I hope he does. I'm, so. I'm taking <laughs> Seattle six plus six and a half at home. Fuck it. It's the six and a half for mm-hmm. a reason. The Broncos, Russell Wilson, at going into his old stadium. This place is going to be geeked up. I know that the Seattle Seahawks don't have the roster that the Denver Broncos do, but this is going to be a laugher, man. I think. Hey, a laugher. It, it might, I think so too. Gino might just come in and show up. Russ, you know, you just don't know. You just don't know. Just Gino don't know. Smith, baby, he's got one in him. So but, plus but six and a half. I'm I talking. have a plus question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Since we're, we're Denver through, by three, we're through week. We're through week one, right? Mm-hmm, almost. So we have Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Jerry Jones. Bill Belichick. Where are we going with this? Who retires first? <laughs> Who's not going to be back next year? Jerry Jones. Mike McCarthy. Definitely coming back. Hold on. I didn't say Mike McCarthy. I said Aaron Rodgers. Jerry Jones. What's Jerry? Aaron Rodgers, well, Jerry, Jerry Jones, Jones, or Bill Belichick. Get put in a home? Which one is not coming back next year? <laughs> Which one is not coming back next year? I'm going to go out on record and say Aaron Rodgers because of the obvious. Like, it's another season. It might be frustrating. It might end shitty in the playoffs. Whatever. Jerry Jones is definitely coming back because he's the owner of the Cowboys. And Bill I'm Belichick saying, doesn't know how to quit. I'm so. saying all three are back. Ooh. You think Rodgers plays another year? Yeah, based on the contract. Yeah, it's true. I think Belichick. I got done. 50 mil says he does. Yes, Jerry's still the GM, uh, Mike. Which 50 is, million says I agree he does. Is the Mark, reason why we Belichick are who we done. are. $50 million keeps... And I'm just just town. curious... Uh, and also, week one takeaways. Like I thought Rodgers was definitely done after this year, after week one last year, when they lost 38-3. But you, you still know? had Devontae yeah, Adams. Yeah, still had Devontae Adams, Adams, bro. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like You had the weapons in the arsenal to be great after that. Understand all that, but it's still only week one. That's true. Our wide receiver one did not play. While he's not Devontae Adams, he is... But he has uh, played he with Rodgers a, a guy before. that's played with Rodgers before. Um, Christian Watson catches that 75-yard touchdown... As the game starts, and it's a very different situation. Am I right? I agree. You're right. Yeah. 100%. Steven Jones Not is on the fan right now. Anybody gives a, a shit. Early, it's a little early to, to start writing the swan song for Rodgers just yet. Not a good situation. I think he'll be back next year. But if he's not, I just got a Jordan Love autograph, full-size helmet. <laughs> so, All right, just so everybody, any Cowboys out fans the out there, which I know that. you don't exist anymore because of last night, uh, Stephen Jones is on the fan right now, 105.3 to fan in Dallas, and saying as far as the wide receiver position, we've certainly got to step up and do better. We've got to do better there. C.D. Lamb uh, has a lot to improve on and work his way into being the number one receiver. We think we can. Well, so Jerry CD and Steven. Not the number one receiver in Dallas? That, that, right? See, <laughs> shit like that now is going to be like plucked headlines. Who is Steven that? Jones, the owner's son, said that Steve, he's got to earn his way to be the number one receiver. Motherfucker, what did you do in the offseason? Uh, yeah, but he's on that commercial. You're right. He is. You're right. That commercial. Another commercial. And like I said last night, it's in, in tongue in cheek, I said that before, and this was before. 
Dak Prescott got hurt. I said that Dak Prescott was going to sleep wonderfully tonight, as Cowboy fans don't, because he's got the sleep number bed, and he's got the commercial to prove it. And then he broke his hand. I'm like, well, then he's probably going to be in a little pain. He's probably going to be in a little pain. Look, week one overreactions are fun, um, but these some of them aren't overreactions. The Dallas Cowboys are a very, very bad team right now. They don't look good at all. So is this going to be the story? Am I going to be Jimmy Palumbo the rest of the, the, the way uh, and just be doom and gloom they stink? I don't know. Until they prove me otherwise, let's see. You know, it's one week. I'm not about to go crazy. Do they ride with Cooper Rush? I fuck. It's I like ridiculous at this point. But anyway, I do also want to point out programming note um, that uh, Gooch's baseball team has been eliminated from playoff contention, oh. and he's out of there, one and done. Goodbye. Uh, and now me and Scoop will face off no, no, this no. week. What? You rephrase that. Don't say I got eliminated from playoff contention because that I'm means that I didn't make the playoffs. You got one and I done in the playoffs. the playoffs. Don't fucking do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Half the league didn't even set their lineup. <laughs> so, I made the playoffs. All right, so you made the playoffs, get bounced by Scoop, and now it's me and Scoop in the semis. One of us is going to the championship, and the other side, I think it's Ashley Schaefer and Joey, Joey D. Joey D. So I would love to see Joey D in the finals if I beat Scoop, but I don't know if I'm going to beat Scoop. I don't know. Scoop might have my number. I'm not sure. We shall see. But again, thank you guys for watching today. Be sure to like the video, share the video, tell your friends about us. We got a big week coming up. We're going to be doing some recording up here for Mojo today. So a lot of cool shit there. Also, I want to let you guys know that if you're Jets fans in the house, week three, um, Jets MetLife Stadium home game. Myself, Gooch, possibly Rob. It's up to Rob, really. Uh, we'll be in the with Mojo in collaboration with them in a tailgate uh, to try to get the uh, the word spread about Mojo out there. So if you're a Jets fan, come hang out with Chop Sports and Mojo. will be there. So for Sturch and Gooch and Rob, this has been a week one overreaction Monday here at the Chop Sports Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.